So, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast. I am Nilak. I am Aman, and this is a podcast where we discuss tech news, gaming news, and games, and turn the news over its head because we like to, and because Nilak always forgets to say this part. Yeah, I will. I do indeed. Anyway, so I know you've got my back. So moving on, we have a lot of news this week. Last week was pretty jam-packed with a bunch of events. It was quite uh, an eventful week, I must say. It was very eventful. Yes, yes. Thank you, Aman, for your invaluable insight. Anyway, moving mm-hmm. on. So we had the Facebook event, which you were looking forward to, considering Facebook did kind of completely take over everything Oculus, but apparently it did not. So they announced the new Oculus Quest, and they are still calling it the Oculus Quest Two, to everybody's surprise. Yeah, I expected it to be the Facebook Quest now, but they're sticking with Oculus. Yeah, probably. I mean, I I don't get it. It makes sense, but they a lot of the rebranding they've done has been from Oculus to Facebook. So I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, so it's probably going to be named Oculus, but a Facebook uh, with the Facebook name somewhere at the bottom. Probably. Because does the same thing, Gets but no like market. anyway. So it's a two ninety nine dollar headset, which is amazing. The last the last Quest was three ninety nine, and this is much more powerful. Like theoretically, the, do they even sell in India though? Ah, uh, they don't directly sell it in India, so expect an insane uh-huh. pricing. Okay. But okay, so let's get into the features. So the previous Oculus Quest had a fourteen forty into sixteen hundred display, which was. One display per eye, so two LCDs, two LEDs, or two LEDs, yeah. Whereas yeah. now they have one LEDs. bigger LCD. I don't know whether this is a downgrade or an upgrade. Although it is an eighteen thirty-two into nineteen twenty display, so technically a higher, higher resolution, resolution display. But it's but LCDs come with their own set of problems, right? I mean, regardless, it's just one display. So could be good, could be bad. Depends on like when the reviewers get it, when people like us get it. So this is the only controversial part about it, whether it's an upgrade or not, uh, because the specs that so, okay. So the previous one was a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835, and the newer one is a Qualcomm Snapdragon XR2, which is made by Qualcomm, and uh, obviously uh, as marketed towards the VR industry. So it's insanely powerful. It's way more powerful than the uh, mobile chipsets that we have now, which is the 865, and it is literally geared towards VR. It has forty-six percent more CPU power than the A thirty-five and thirty-three percent more GPU power, which is a very good bump. Especially considering the price drop. Yeah, definitely. And this, at at the considering the price drop, anything at this point is a yeah. upgrade. And also, the RAM was upgraded from four gigs to six gigs, uh-huh. which which is, is very nice, nice for the standalone yeah. games, obviously. It's also, um, I think they also did a lot of uh, exclusives. Like they announced a bunch of exclusive games to push like Oculus as a platform. Yeah, they did. Uh, so uh, one other thing, uh, another thing that they did was they kind of killed off the Oculus Rift. They have said that they're killing off the Rift and it's not going to be a thing, which is kind of sad. But it it also that's means that's what started it off. That's yeah, the OG. that is what yeah. It, it's kind of sad in retrospect. But apparently, yeah. Oculus is still pushing PR exclusives. Exclusive VR games, yeah, uh, in the lines of Medal of Honor. Even I heard Splinter Cell or Assassin's Creed is getting a VR game, right? 
So Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, they are getting VR games in the form of Quest games. They aren't PC games. Uh huh. They are Quest exclusives, which you can only play on the Quest. So I don't know so how. So buy from the platform, play on the platform. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So you do know that Quest is a standalone platform as well. Yeah. It's not just to be used with PCs, right? So those games are just for the Quest as a platform and a whole, instead of. it being on pcs or android so you're saying it won't drop on steam at all might not is what i'm saying it probably hmm. they've called it an exclusive for now but we never know yeah okay uh so um, that was the important bit from facebook's event which was called facebook connect there are multiple smaller things uh, about them going into smart glasses but nothing to uh use end user for now The entire event was geared towards AR and VR, yeah. and their push was towards making a VR headset that's lighter and cheaper. And their goal is to make something like a VR headset that pushes you into a world without having to spend too much on it, and an AR headset that can just uh, be a part of your everyday and make your lockdown life more social. Essentially, that's what that was the theme of the event: to make your life living at home alone a lot more social using holograms, because. I think their entire presentation, the way they geared it, and how they tried to show it was kind of like that. Yeah, they um, did. They did. They showed uh, them having meetings via VR and stuff. So, it was pretty cool. Ah, like, interesting. I like their vision. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next event that we had last week, which was the PS5 showcase. So, of course, the big news was the details on the PS5 itself, which was uh, we now know that the next-gen console will launch on the November twelfth with two price points. The base PS5 for four ninety nine dollars and a disc free digital edition for three ninety nine dollars. Now, um, so it basically matches the Xbox Series X. The base PS5 matches the Series X on the price, and the Series S undercuts the digital edition by about hundred dollars. Which is a big margin, I, to be fair. Big margin, yes. And to be fair, the disc free digital edition is still a full fat PS5. Uh, the series S is still a cut-down version of it. Yeah, but then again, ah, uh, that's actually very fair. So, like, you're getting the same amount of performance as the PS5 if you get the digital edition. But in that vein, if you look at it in a budget, uh, console point of view, you would rather just spend a little more, like, a little further less, and take the hit that take that hit in performance. But that really depends on who you are, like, what you prefer as a gamer. Although I feel another aspect to look at this from would be considering that the disc-free digital edition is for three ninety-nine dollars, and we know that next-gen games are all going to be seventy dollars. It's just yeah. one game away from getting a full next-gen console, which has That's CDs. That's true. And considering the fact that the second-hand market of consoles are so strong, I don't think you'd want to give up a the whole feature in, like that. Yeah, yeah, the whole feature just to save a hundred bucks, which you'll need to, which you'll make in like five, like. For second-hand game. In fact, I think the second-hand game market will get stronger if games are getting more expensive. Definitely. Um, I think like the disc-free digital edition does not have a lot of um, selling points going towards it for anyone who has the money to shell out. Definitely. But a lot for a lot of people, like especially kids, this is the market I'm thinking of. Hundred um, dollars is probably a gap too wide, even if they don't. Like a lot of people just buy one game or two games for their console, or and just like play the free games and etc. etc. Right. So, 
I'm not sure how this plays out. Like, I think three ninety nine is an okay price for the digital edition, but uh, yeah, I if I had to take one, I would definitely take the BS like the disc version any day. Yeah, because uh, to me, it makes no sense to get the digital disc free version because one each game costing seventy bucks. I I okay, so consider this. I buy three games. I'm already up to uh, what is it? Six hundred and ten. Yeah, a black friday bundle of the di- of the digital edition which comes with three games three games in the box okay so hear me out there's going to be bundles on both there going there is going to be sales on both so the differential there is going to get even lesser for that matter seeing how percentages sure. work and especially the fact that uh, like disc games go on sale more often because yeah. of uh, store because sales of, and yeah definitely so so also look at it this way If if you get a twenty five percent discount on a five hundred dollar console, uh-huh. that's gone down to three seventy five. You get a twenty five. So now it's exactly a game worth of difference. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it, it's exactly a game worth of difference because then the disc free goes down to three hundred dollars. That's literally one game. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it at all to go for the disc free version. I I think so too, but I think um, another thing they pushed to in the conference in the showcase was their PlayStation Plus collection. PlayStation Plus has been a thing for a while, but they announced the PlayStation Plus collection, which is a new feature for its subscription service that lets subscribers play a huge range of classic PS4 games on their PS5, making it even more similar to its competitor Game Pass. So, for a gamer who is who does not own any PS4 games prior, so he doesn't have any discs that he would want to put in a PS5, like at launch, if someone were to just go ahead and uh by the subscription service play those games only that could probably be a selling point for the digital edition i just want to get the cheapest console because i'm not going to be buying any physical games anyway but is it really worth i don't know to me it really isn't worth foregoing the cd drive as a whole you can't even use it as a blu ray drive at that point yeah which which is a compelling point as well i think um I mean, to be fair, like PlayStation and Xbox, more so Xbox, is trying to sell their whole system, their ecosystem as you can keep the hardware, but we really want to sell you the subscription. And uh, I think the digital edition like tries to serve that purpose. Although I feel that's kind of what Xbox is doing more so because PlayStation is focusing on their exclusives. Anyway, my point was that uh, you can get extend uh, ex. external blu-ray drive so much cheaper now much less than $20 but anyway so uh, coming to the game pass thing that's not that much of a focus for sony it's more so for xbox because that is what it has going for them sony yeah. has exclusives xbox doesn't xbox we will see about that and for the most part anyway if we're talking for about exclusives part. we saw some final fantasy 16 gameplay which they have said will be a pc exclusive but they showed game but uh, i my bad ps5 exclusive but they showed gameplay which was on a pc 
which does not make sense to me because considering every other Final Fantasy game is also on PC. If they're saying it's a PS5 exclusive and they showed PC footage that's comparative to PS5 gameplay, that's just like saying we we can run it on the PC, but it's a software switch that we're not going to flip. Also, Capcom came out and said that okay, wait, never mind, that's for later. My bad. So other other in other news, we also had the Spider-Man extended gameplay. The game is looking amazing. I'm very salty as, it's as not on PC. As we expected. Yeah. Yeah. The at the whole conference, I think. Uh, all this, all the single, like, all, for all the time that the Spider-Man gameplay was going on, uh, Neelak was trying to find ways to shit on the game just because it was not on PC and it was hilarious to look at. What can I say? I'm, I'm very salty it's not on the PC. It's an amazing game. I would want to buy into the PlayStation ecosystem just to play Spider-Man. And it's I mean, kind of and, sad that, yeah. And some other exclusives, to be fair. That's what I'm most interested in. But yeah, of course, if I buy it, I'm going to play everything. But... That's the first thing I'll look towards. Definitely. Uh, we also had... So, Hogwarts Legacy. Which got me really hyped. Yes. Such a great Harry Potter RPG. Uh, I haven't played the Harry Potter games. I only played like the first... The Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone game... On the, three, on the Xbox 360 like... Six, seven years ago and I didn't like it. So I like never really put myself into the other games. But Neelak has played a lot of them. I have indeed so, played a lot of them and I urge every one of you to at least play the Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix game that is on most consoles currently relevant. Not, not the PS4 the and Xbox well. One but on PC is my point. So please give it a shot <laughs> okay. or, or the sequels but I find the Order of the Phoenix to be the best one because it has insane gameplay. It is a, an open world game and you can literally mess around the whole Hogwarts and it's amazing. Really looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. Throughout the trailer, I was, every, throughout the trailer, every five seconds, I said, I hope this is not an exclusive. I hope this is not an exclusive. And turns out it is not an exclusive. We literally paused the showcase to go on their website and find out that it's on all coming platforms. I think even including Stadia, which is insane. Which is, yeah, surprising. But it's good for Stadia. Before we move on, I think the one thing I like about this game was, uh, the games before it were very story-driven, like Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and all the other games that were based on the movies, they were kind of story-driven. Because I remember Sorcerer's Stone being super story-driven. Uh, this one is more like just an action RPG that's set in an open world. Yeah, I, w- I kind of expected this to be like a Crimes of Grindelwald game or like a Fantastic Beasts game. But when it showed up that it's just a Hogwarts legacy game set in the 1800s, I was extremely hyped because it's just, it's a game where you can do whatever you want. You don't have to stick to an existing spider, like existing Harry Potter lore based story. Of course, the lore is there, but you can do what you want, which is cool. Let's be real. You're, you're happy because Fantastic Beasts wasn't that good of a movie. Let's, let's just admit it at this point. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I wouldn't have mind, like, I wouldn't have uh, complained about playing it, but uh, yeah. This is, yeah, this is a better version of the same. Let's just leave it at that. A general purpose games gives you more options and that's always a good thing. So then we had the announcement for Resident Evil Village, which I really appreciate how they do, how they do the numbering. That's what, that was, that's what I was telling <laughs> yeah. him. Resident Evil 7 was evil and the, the V-I-L were 7. Village is 8 and it has V-I-L-L, which is 8, which is ingenious to me. But the game looks really yeah, nice. Sucker for good puns. Of course. it's The game looks really nice. Not looking forward to play it because I'm not into Resident Evil. Let's be real. 
I mean, uh, the only horror game I liked was Alan Wake. I love horror games, but I hate to play them because I get scared. So, yeah, not not my thing, but I'll watch a stream. So then, then we had DMC Five Special Edition, which is a newer edition, which includes a bunch of new content, which is only coming to the PlayStation Five. Boo, PS. So the trailer showed it was coming to PC. Uh-huh. But then PlayStation, the Sony said it's not coming to PC. Capcom said it's not coming to PC, and that's really bad. I feel that I feel they're doing this just so that they can boost sales on the PS5, and then later on be like, "Hey, it's also coming on PC. Surprise!" Ha <laughs> ha. It's a double twist. Like it will boost uh, sales on the PS5 in the starting, and then boost sales for the game later on when it does a second is, round of PR. Yeah, which is horrible from a consumer standpoint double dipping is never good for consumers right? yeah i mean think about like um a pc gamer is not going to look at the ps5 anyway so for him he would rather just wait than buy a ps5 for it unless he's like a super duper into dmc5 player that he just has to have the newest dlc so i don't think a lot of scope for double dipping is there but i don't like the move either no uh, i'm not i'm not that into DMC anyway so yeah same yeah. i just we'll see how it plays out yeah. when it does launch so there was also five nights in freddy's uh, uh i haven't really played it but i might look into playing it now it looks pretty interesting at this point i think we have a bunch of friends who like five nights at freddy's and five nights at freddy's and like i have been told a lot about the game but i've never touched the series at all and this is kind of giving me the urge to play it Um so yeah that'll be fun. That'll be fun to look into. And Then we have a Demon Souls remaster. This game has a huge so, story behind it. Definitely. And you know what? Even this during the launch was touted that it will also launch on the PC. But then they have gone to say that it won't launch on the PC. Are you sure? Yeah, 100%. That is what I read very recently that after the launch they said it's not launching on the PC. After the announcement, my God! Which is on another... the announcement, didn't they say that it's a PC launch as well? Yes, exactly. Which is why the community is hyped, like not hyped, my God! It's, it's like but isn't pissed. isn't that kind of stupid though? Like you have an event where you obviously know which games are PS5 exclusives, which ones are not, and then um, like you show them that way. Later on, you say no, everything's an exclusive. It's weird. Yeah, which is which is annoying if nothing else because at this point DMC5 special edition and Dark Souls, Demon Souls remaster both are PS5 exclusives although they were touted as also coming to PC. And in their own event, it's not like we were just it was just rumors. They did say Yeah, it wasn't leaked. Yeah. Yeah, which is very anti I feel they went like okay fair we don't have enough exclusives just let let's just not let them publish on the other platforms and make people buy ours. Because look at this. PS5 Wh- has one of these. PS5 okay, not having enough exclusives is such a first world problem. Hear hear me out, hear me out. Which of these are launch titles? Um I don't know. I think Spider-Man, Final Fantasy 16. No, I don't think Spider-Man is a launch title either. You know which which ones are the launch titles? Demon Souls and DMC5. Right, so they want more launch titles. Okay. Fair. Which is a which is a bitch move. Anyway, yeah. so even the in, new in, God of War game is not going to be a launch title. It's not a launch title, and it it will launch much later into the year. It looks really nice, really hype. It was the one game I called out. 
I mean, that to be fair, you saw like four seconds of footage of it. That's it. That's also true. So it looks true. really nice. Is you know, one way to put it. <laughs> like you are hyped about the game. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah, nice. They, yeah, they take after the Norse mythology that they picked up in the last game, and it looks cool. I have never played a Norse. Uh, I've never played a God of War game because I've never owned a PlayStation. But uh, I have always heard loads of good things about it, and I need to steal a PS5 very PS4 or PS5 very soon to play all of this. Definitely. And uh, so after that, what happened was we had the pre-orders for the PS5. Pre-orders started right were, after. Yeah, which was a disaster because there were very few, mm-hmm. and it was really annoying because they didn't announce it to launch. Okay. And a lot of the people who were waiting for it did not get it. And apparently, reportedly, the PS5 digital edition stock will be far lower than the standard PS5, which I don't understand. I think they were anticipating Sorry. that people won't prefer the digital edition as much, or maybe they want to just put it out as marketing. And they, when the person who's buying will see it as not available, they'll be like, "Fine, just give me the." Or kind uh, of like a decoy version. product, like you put yeah. a product at the three ninety nine mark so that the four ninety nine mark seems smaller. So you just feel like this is just one game apart. Uh, anyway, yeah, and then, in other news of PlayStation not being backward compatible, PS5 will not support games from PS3 and before. Which they have finally said this. It was so initially it was just Ubisoft doing that, but now Sony has announced no, no, like PS5 will not support it at all. Which is surprising. Which is really sad. Like. Which is really sad. I would have not expected it if it was, uh, if the case was similar with Xbox, but Xbox 360 games will run off the Series X very easily. Even original Xbox games, like from back in the day, will run on um, Series X if they are supported so, by the developer. They will run, which is very cool. Yeah, Xbox has always uh, had hardware level emulation for the previous consoles. Am I right? Uh, With the Xbox One, not really, uh, but they did end up. Um, so what used to happen was with the Xbox One, they ported like they asked developers to start making backwards compatible versions of their games, and every time you put a disc, say a 360 disc on a Xbox One, it downloaded the game again on your console, and um, you could just play it after that. It's just like a tap and play. It just opens up and emulates the entire game for you. It's not hardware it's level, but nice. uh, they integrated later. As long on. as it works, I mean, yeah. As long as it's playable. On the Xbox 360, it was pretty much hardware level. And considering the size of the Series X, I won't be surprised. Considering the similarity in architecture, that will also be hardware level um, emulation on for the Xbox One at least. So, Which I feel is also the direction PS5 is going. Yeah, PS5 and PS4 will work very well together, but it would be nice to see PS3 games as well, especially considering their competition as it. Definitely. Anyway, so that was it for the Sony event. Then the third event we had got done. The <laughs> third so event we had events. last was was Night City Wire Episode Three, which for the uninitiated is the Cyberpunk event. Cyberpunk TV show is probably a better At way. At this point, yeah. yeah, which happens once a month. And at this point, we're just two months out from release for now. For now. For now. Let's definitely. not jinx and it. And they they did they did introduce some really interesting stuff. They told us about the gangs, and there are nine gangs in the game, which are very distinct from each other, and which are really interesting. 
considering you can build up rapport for different gangs, take jobs from their different gangs, which will probably be different. It's really interesting. I think um, one of the things that I noticed about cyberpunk and which really should have been coming as not a surprise to anyone is that the more I look at cyberpunk footage, the gameplay footage, it makes you feel like this is what GTA wanted to be. And like in its complete sense. And Cyberpunk is probably going to nail it if it looks exactly like all the Night City wires uh, make it up to be. Although GTA was amazing at launch. Of course it was. Yeah. But I think the eventual goal of GTA was to look something like this. It did get very close. I'm not taking away anything from GTA. But like this takes it to a level of realism, a level of granularity that I don't think GTA has even like even GTA has achieved. And to be fair, that I mean, came I, out in 2013, so... Yeah, quite I feel GTA got, got messed up because of Rockstar's inability to add new content. Yeah. And not restrict them behind paywalls. So, initially, there was a touted story release which was going to launch after the... After it was launched for the third time, that was on the newer consoles. Okay. So, which did not happen, which the community was very salty about. So, considering... Everything that Rockstar did was just for the online, GT online thing. And that is why it has a bad reputation. I feel if they actually focused more on the story for yeah. the post-launch content, it would have been really nice as well. Yeah. I could easily see like a GTA 6 coming up in a year or two as competition, as a real competition to Cyberpunk. It's it's about time. Yeah, honestly it is. It's about time that we have a new GTA. Alright, so I think at the end of Night City Via, they announced some really important information, which was official minimum and recommended specs yes so and they've apparently said this that the minimum specs are for 720p and recommended specs are for 1080p we don't yet know the frame, frame rates rate. but we are assuming it's 40 45 fps okay and so the requirements are very baseline standard the minimum requirements are an i5 3570k which is about a seven year old cpu and an fx8310 which is also right, like which 10 is to like years old. AMD, but not relevant. So that AMD. In the vacuum, it was a nice CPU. It just had horrible single single core performance. Which was the nice case with CPU, like with AMD for a long time. AMD, yeah. Uh, 8 GB RAM, which is standard minimum. A GTX 780, which is really old, and an RX 470, which isn't not so old, old, but so. like let's let's be real. AMD graphic cards cannot be old and still be pretty meh. I mean, uh, to be fair, the older AMD graphic cards aren't that bad. Yeah, of course. They're actually pretty good at the price range. At anyway, the, at anyway, the price getting, range. Yeah, we're getting yeah. slightly... <laughs> yeah. uh, and anyway, so storage was called Storage requirements. Surprise. Okay, so before, before this, all that the CDPR people had said was, they had said that the game is not going to be 200 gigs in size. Uh-huh. Which was very weird to hear, if nothing else. Because you but don't expect that, that coming out of the bat. Like, this game will not be 200 GBs big, but it could be, like, 150, 100. Exactly, which is what you think. Because is it above 100? Because why why else would they say that? Is it modern warfare territory? Probably not. And then they announced that it's going to be 70 gigs, which is perfectly fine, considering the size. It is no Watch Dogs 2, Watch Dogs Legion, which is just 45 gigs in size. But it's definitely up there. Yeah, I mean, Rainbow Six is... A very linear, simple game, and that is like eighty-six gigs. Uh, yeah, and this this has insane depth. This game, yeah, the cy- cyberpunk. Man. And in fact, like even the recommended specs are not crazy. Like 
an i7 47790 Okay, wait. Before we go to the recommended specs, uh-huh. I'd like to bring something to everybody's attention. Uh-huh. The minimum OS requirement is Windows 7. Hmm. Is Windows 7 at, supported? I know, which is what is interesting. At this point, if you are at a on Windows 7, please don't. Yeah, you please need upgrade. you need to get out of Windows 7. Another thing which I find interesting is they said the DirectX version is 12. But you can't get Win- DirectX 12 on Windows 7. I think that was their subtle way of saying that Windows 7 kind of sort of works in compatibility. But yeah, no, please don't. Probably. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was expecting the recommended specs to be pretty insane because it, uh, like from when it I looks gorgeous. Yeah, one that second when it was announced, it looked like one of those games that would require at least an RTX card to run. and to run at any fidelity possible so um the recommended specs are a 4790 which is not Again, a very a five year old cpu yeah a five year old cpu a good cpu from 5 years ago but still it's old a ryzen 33200g which is a second generation ryzen cpu so not very powerful either any laptop from the last 3 or 4 years would probably support this in terms of processor um a gtx 1060 or like an r9 fury So a 1060 is like has become the baseline standard for at least 1080 Yeah, I mean, else. like think of it. Uh, it was the one of the cheapest cards from the Pascal line of GPUs, and that will run Cyberpunk. It's pretty cool, especially considering how it started off. How people thought that you would need at least like an RTX 2060 to run it at its baseline. I'm just happy it's not going to be that way. I'm just happy that I can run it on my 1080. I mean, to be fair, there were no chances it won't run on your 1080. I thought I'll have frame frame rate issues on my 1080. Like realistically, I really thought that, but I'm glad that's not going to be the case. Yes, and another important thing is the recommended RAM is actually 12 gigs and not 16, which is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, because you have exactly 12 gigs. I have upgraded to 16. Thank you. <laughs> nice, but yeah, exactly. And- The recommended storage is seventy uh, gigs, which leads me to believe they have done something with the direct storage thing, uh-huh. which they announced would bundle with DirectX twelve. But that yeah. be, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we we'll see how that goes. And in a piece of breaking news, and I think this is our last big piece of news, but we'll save the best for last. Xbox has bought Zenimax, and if you don't know what Zenimax is, it's the parent company that owns Arcane Machine Games. Tango Gameworks, ID Studios, Bethesda, and Zenimax Online Studios. So, for the uninitiated, Bethesda um, is the publisher for games like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, ID made Doom, Quake, Rage, and so basically Xbox now owns the IP for Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Doom, Starfield, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, to just to name a few. Um. Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest game game studio acquisitions in a very long time, and it's it's surprising how quickly this happened. So it was for them it was easier to leak Xbox Series S <laughs> than it was to leak a seven point five billion dollar handover. Seven point five billion dollars! Holy shit! They bought that is Minecraft for like one third that cost. Two point five, although it was way back in two thousand fourteen. And 
honestly they were making like 130ish million per that year so i'm yeah. not even sure how the valuation worked out for it but anyway um, i mean it it probably has paid for multiple games of course it did point. of course it did um it was a ama- it was an amazing investment they probably uh, earning from that right now like probably are uh, microsoft as an ip is doing well um, minecraft as an ip my yeah. they also launched the minecraft dungeons they launched the minecraft story mode i don't know what else and is doing really well so the thing that i like when i first saw this news i was shocked for two reasons one such a big game acquisition second in the ps5 event in the ps5 showcase we had an entire extended gameplay like not extended gameplay but an extended trailer of deathloop deathloop is a bethesda game so and deathloop is supposed to be a timed exclusive on the ps5 so i thought like when i saw this news i thought this it's definitely not going to be a timed timed exclusive but apparently microsoft is honoring its uh, the exclusivity deals that bethesda has with the ps5 so ghostwire and deathloop will still be timed exclusives on the ps5 now uh, starfield will now come on the game pass on release making it technically an xbox launch title considering that an xbox always comes with about a month of game pass um now a lot like the first question that people ask me is does this mean that new fallouts and elder scrolls will be microsoft exclusives and i don't think so because uh when microsoft acquired mohang or mojang uh the developer of minecraft they didn't make it an exclusive um they like minecraft is still available everywhere including phones and in fact Minecraft Dungeons is still available on every platform except phones and they have they had no reason no need to do that. So I think they still will have um like the new Elder Scrolls, the new Fallouts will still come on the PlayStation I think and any new IP will probably be like a Microsoft Plus Switch type exclusive where it won't come on the PlayStation or maybe a timed exclusive. I don't think they're the kind of people who do that. I think they say that this will come on Game Pass on release. So all the PC people will just be like I don't need to get a PlayStation because every game I like at this point is just coming on the Game Pass, so I'll just buy that. They are doing all of this to make the Game Pass a better deal. They didn't deal with EA for it. They did they bought out an entire range of studios for it and basically doubled their game development capacity in one deal. Like what even? Okay, so tell me this. Do you think Fallout and Elder Scrolls, the newer titles, uh-huh. the newer IP, would come out on Game Pass on launch from now. They could, they could very well do that. All uh, I think uh, Fallout was already on Game Pass from uh, all the Fallouts were already on Game Pass. All the Elder Scrolls were already on Game Pass. Um, I think if they come out on if they come out on Game Pass on launch, that would make a lot of sense. Even Gears Five came out um, on launch at in the like on the Game Pass, so. I don't think Microsoft has quite the problem with people um uh, like with games coming out to the Game Pass on launch. I think that's completely fine for them because they also believe that they're not going to make too many one-time purchase games here. Like makes sense. It is more of a they Game Pass as a service. Yeah, like I I think they're banking very hard on their subscription service because they know that if games are made $70 at launch like for the full fat um disc per se um that's not something people would want to pay people would rather pay 10 dollars a month for like 70 odd games 
let's let's be real it's like 280 odd games at this point yeah although i remember last week or something red dead redemption uh fell out of that list uh game pass lost a couple of its games from what i remember did it it will be something we'll need to look into and in other little smaller news uh rtx 3080 launched last week and it was a hellhole of a sale oh yeah nobody knew when it was coming out it got sold out in three minutes a lot of people literally did not see the add to cart button before it was it got sold out a lot of people are scalping it yeah definitely it's going up for ninety thousand dollars right now on ebay oh god that's stupid that is stupid. Anyway, so uh, NVIDIA did come out with a statement saying this, they'll definitely look into what happened and try to figure out to not how to not give it to scalpers. Uh-huh. But that will be something we cover next week, hoping NVIDIA has fixed their s- stuff by then. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I hope so. And honestly, it's not really NVIDIA's fault. They just hyped it up a little too much. It's probably a result of good marketing. Definitely, but they did not literally mention when they're going to put it up for sale. Yeah, that's true. That was literally a surprise for everybody. If people are still literally refreshing the page every one hour to see if there are, like it can be bought yet. People are literally begging to pre-book the graphic card at this point, rather than having to refresh it every hour to see if it's back in stock. I mean, I think it's a very good problem for them to have. In in a way. Is it? Is it? at all good for the consumer it's not good for the consumer but honestly the consumer is looking to pre pre-order a gpu okay yeah, that way it is and okay. one you're looking to pre-order a gpu that will be available very soon it's not a essential product secondly the company has to work on making sure that enough gpus are available to make a sale so they're honestly very good problem to have for nvidia they're earning from That's it but yeah they need to fix it up very quick to avoid a pr disaster definitely considering we have the amd event in two weeks yeah well let's hope that they have a similar problem too <laughs> i mean if you're going to root for amd let's hope for something let's, let's hope they don't have problems to be fair yeah let's let's have let's hope the only problem is that they don't have enough to sell I, I, I don't think we should have that problem either, <laughs> to be fair. That's true, that's true. Anyway, this is going nowhere, and so is the show, because it has finished. That was the best segue you've ever had. Thanks, man. <laughs> Alright, that's the end of the show. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>